Hey everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in and welcome to the third episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by the Cohort team at NFM Lending and um, today's guest is Greg Cohort. Um, so thanks for joining, thanks for coming in, um, spending some time with me, uh, talking about money, right? Because yeah. that's- Sydney, happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a little bit about what we typically talk about is, um, you know, I'm fascinated by business, um, entrepreneurship, things like that, and um, the relationships and, and people like you that build your business off relationships, right? Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about how your journey to becoming um, uh, into this industry, uh, yeah, sure. you know, NFM, how you became, how you decided you want to start a team. You know, because yeah. um, your team's really growing. Uh, I saw an ad, um, one of your sponsorship ads, and you had, you know, a lot more people than I thought you had. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what's going on there, uh, how it all started. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah good for you. Um, swimming against the current and offering a little more. That's really great. Um, yeah, I'm Greg. Uh, I help people buy houses. I There's the realtor side where they get the fun part. They show people homes and help them understand what they're buying and help them find what they want. My, my part's kind of like people dread it. It's the, the money part. Um, uh, I, I understand. They dread me too. So <laughs> They dread you too, don't they? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we can have bad news, which really has negative consequences. And it's not that we've created the bad news. It's just that we found it. Right. And right, sometimes right, yep. that can be associated with you. Um, it is funny that sometimes uh, I, there's a correlation between how their mortgage goes and how they think I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, let's say, for example, there's some part of you who comes up in a mortgage process mm-hmm. and it brings up challenges. Right. Well, you're more likely to think I didn't do a good of a job as right. if it's somebody who had nothing come up, right. who says, wow, that was a real smooth process. Well, it turns out <laughs> the smoothness or the not smoothness didn't really have to do with me. It had to do with you. Right, you know? right. Or, or sometimes the house. Because yes. as you know, some houses just tell a really sweet story and some houses tell yeah. a story of all kinds of challenges. And that, and that depends on the loan a little bit too, right? Like the loan It type, can, right? absolutely, so, yeah, yeah, it can, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I was sitting with some realtors doing the lunch yesterday, and if you want to buy a home and not put down a down payment, uh, 100% financing, that, that loan's going to be looked at uh, and underwritten a lot more um, aggressively and with a closer microscope than it would if, if you put down 20%. Right. So, uh, right. yeah, you bring up a good point. So I'm Greg, and I, uh, I've been helping people do mortgages here in Richmond for 20 years, um, which I... I at first, it felt like I'd been doing it for 20 years and I was in year one. Right, uh, right. You know, as and anyone who started a new business knows that. And I, I can't believe 20 years have gone by. Um, I have lived in Richmond since 94. So I've been okay. here for a long time. My first career was in school systems. I uh, I worked as a school counselor. Oh, good so for real, you. Real, in some ways, people are like, that's so different than what you're doing now. It's and I'm not. like, no, man, it's the exact it's same job. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than helping kids with schedules and problems and yeah. I now just use the exact same skills holding people's hands through the home buying yeah. process. Because there's so many people that go into this process and they don't know anything about it. Absolutely. So you're spending a lot of time educating and counseling them. Absolutely. You know, helping yeah. them navigate. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a bit of a, a house, a money, and a process counselor. And if you yeah. can put a, 
a real good home inspector together with a really good real estate agent together with a really good mortgage lender. I mean, I mean, you can have this process go pretty well. Yeah. And even if it doesn't go well, it can go yeah. well because people are responsive, yeah. proactive, yeah. Um, consultative. So, uh, you know, we're looking for good partners like yourself and like, uh, you know, there's 6,000 realtors. Yeah. In Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. And I think every job, a carpenter, a dentist, an HVAC person has people who do it well and people who don't. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to really pair with realtors who have real high standards and yeah. do it well. But that's just because you're a realtor doesn't mean you're an expert. Absolutely. Absolutely. And man, those are great points because I think you operate or at least have the same thoughts and principles that, that I operate by, which is building those relationships. So you, you attract, you know, you're, you're probably most trusted realtors or your best partners or whatever, or people that are like-minded, right? Absolutely. So you kind of attract those same types of people. Not saying that you don't get some of the other ones, you know, um, you, just, you can work with anybody, right? As long as you understand what you're doing um, and understanding personalities and relationships and whatnot, but, but you're, you're the ones that keep coming back. Are the yeah. ones that that um, you share similar personalities with, uh, styles, things like that, bodies of work, and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, you became a lender. Um, yeah, yeah. I, my wife. Uh, we had two kids, real close together, and we wanted her to stay home. And schools don't exactly pay the bills real well. <laughs> That's right. And so I, I was a little not satisfied with being a school counselor in terms of I really wanted to work with kids and the schools tended me wanted me to be like a principal and almost an administrator. Mm-hmm. And so it was time to go. And, um, you know, I tried to, uh, someone told me once, if you, if you want to make more money, go where the money is. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'll go work with money. And, right. um, and I think I had, I accidentally, you know, you never know how one little thing you do can change things, but I had been buying some of those stay up too late at night and buy the investor mm-hmm. things, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd started getting interested in real estate and um, yeah, I just, I found someone who said, you have no experience. I was like, none. Yes. And they were like, well, here's a business card. Good luck. Go, go make it happen. <laughs> and, and here we are today. Um, it was not easy at first. My field like yours doesn't, you don't go to college for it. Right. I mean, right. you, you learn by getting out there and doing it. Right. Um, right. Now, unfortunately for families who are working with a mortgage person who's been in the, business for a little while they don't realize it but they're the person's schooling yeah that's not good yeah but they are and uh you know all of us learn hard lessons but um you know this far in it's um i've probably made about every every mistake there is and on top of that once you get started it's not just you know here's all your business right no no because you've got you're entering into an industry just like we are where a lot of people already have their preferred person, you know, yeah. whether that's a lender, um, home inspector, you know, pest control person, whatever it is. Yeah. So you're, you're really, you know, got to crack that, uh, that fourth wall, you know, and, and get yeah. in and, and uh, to really start getting some business, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so you became, um, became a lender, um, you know, started succeeding obviously because we're here 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And then, um, at yeah. some point, um, you started growing a team. Right. So how does that work in your industry when you're ready to expand? Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I know you've got a team here too. So it's probably a very similar story to yours. Um, if you're good at what you do, you're going to have a dilemma, which is going to be that you won't be able to hold your standards because people are going to seek out people who are good. Yeah. 
if I'm a good carpenter, I love carpenter analogies. Um, eventually, my phone's going to ring to a point where I, I have to hurry. Right. Or I right. can't do the same quality work, and that's a problem. Right. So really, I think you grow a team, as you probably have, Sydney, because it, you're too busy. Right. And you need other people to help. Well, all of a sudden, all the things that made you great, which were being a great home inspector and making great relationships, that's not the same thing as growing a team. Right. A team is now being a great leader and a great manager and setting clear expectations and running a good business. So I, I, I really would warn people that growing a team, do that at your own risk because yeah. it is not what got you successful in the first place. That's a whole yeah. separate set of skills. Yeah. Learn. Um, Jeff Zaliski, who we had on last time, uh, owns Pest Now. Um, when I was talking about, you know, first I hired Gordon. And then everybody else came after that. And uh, we always talked. He always says that, um, you know, no one's going to do an inspection like you do it. Oh, yeah. You know, you're yeah. successful because of what you built, your yeah. brand, how you do it, things like that. And now you're bringing on other people um, and hoping that, you know, they maintain that level of standard. Yes. Know? But at the end of the day, they're still not going to do it quite how you did it. Or, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's it's. It's, it's not going to be the same. Like, you're changing your own game at that point when you're starting yeah. to grow a team. And hiring's hard. Um, yes. You know, I, I uh, come from a counseling and a testing background, and I, I hire slowly. But, man, if I, if I get half right, yeah. I, I've done well. Uh, I, already this year, I've, I've had two be above let go. Uh, and it wasn't because they weren't great or I didn't try hard. It's just when they got in the job, you know, my coaching, because I'm heavily coached, is that if someone can do something 80% as well as you can, and that's the number, 80%, you should let them do it. Yeah. And um, these folks just weren't hitting that 80% more. Yeah. And uh, they're interacting with our customers, and at some point, it's just not going to work. Right. So, um, right. you know, when I, in my coaching program, they make you stand up and say, I will hire, I will fire, I will lay off. Yeah. Because the hard part of growing a team is that there will be tough days. There will be. And yeah. uh, if you think yeah. hiring a team is going to be all smiles and sunshine, yeah. you got yeah. nothing <laughs> coming. So, and I think it's the it's that poor performance, it's that laying off that keeps people from growing yeah. a team. And yeah. I understand it. It's it's scary stuff. Yeah, and you get that you get that phone call that you know something slipped through the cracks or something oh, yeah. was missed, and yeah. you know, your first thought was, well, if I was handling that, oh, absolutely, you know? and yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why Courtney is going to take over the firing part from here on out. Oh, I, don't, I don't want to, yeah. to do with it. So uh, when I was looking to hire um, for her position when she was interviewing and, and whatnot, um, you know, you get a lot of applicants and whatnot and resumes and you get into the interviews and you always got, everybody's got a story, right? Yeah. And sometimes that's a sad story, you know, and it's, it's, it's as we're it's sometimes in a bubble on how well the industry is doing that we forget that throughout COVID, there's a lot of people that, that struggle and they, they've still struggled. So you're getting somebody and like, yeah, I haven't had a job, you know, I'm unemployed or, yeah. you know, whatever. And it's, and it's, it sucks, you know, because like, Hey, I want to hire you, but you're just not really qualified for what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I told Cindy like, Hey, I'm going to need you to do this next time. Cause I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to make these decisions anymore. Um, but yeah, at some point you gotta you gotta remember, you know, you're you're running a business, you know. So. But I, you know, on the on the good side of a team, um, it's probably I, mean, I love helping people through the buying process. Yeah, I really do. But you want to talk about what I really love? I love watching my team grow, and I love yeah. watching 
them get it. Yeah. And uh, you know how there's always uh, yin and yang or sweet and sour. Yeah. The sweet part of having a team, I will tell you, outweighs the yeah. challenging time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we were talking yesterday uh, about just the difference. I'm sure you've had that, and you know, especially in the school system, just poor supervisors or poor sure. bosses and whatnot. And and I've always been of the philosophy that you train your people so they can leave and do this on their own but you treat them so they don't want to, you know. But there's so many people, they don't want to train them, you know. They don't want to give them all their secrets, you know. Um, That's so good. That's, yeah. You're so right. And, and and I like to say that I talk to my team constantly about them leaving. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, we're not leaving. We, we love working here. I'm like, I you have to understand that I got to show up because the burden of you staying is on me. Right. I mean, right. I, I'm the boss. Yeah. You know, you you have a right to leave at any point. Yeah, I tell them that, yeah. and it's on me to train you well, create a good culture, yeah. teach you well, pay you well. Yeah, so that you don't want to leave. Um, yeah, and then sometimes you know it's just the, the circumstances. You know, maybe they're moving. You know, oh, and, I, t- I tell them that we're not married. Yeah, and I, I actually start off with you will leave one day, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, but while you're here with me, yeah, so, let's make you the best you can be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, when, you know, in the military, fire department, police department, school system, whatever it is, always, you know, have those conversations like, hey, you may not want to move up. You may not want more responsibilities, but situations and circumstances change. Um, so you need to be prepared just in case. You know? Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're in the fire department and all of a sudden you get injured. You know? That's right. And, yeah. and your only option is to be a training officer or retire or That's find right. a new job. And be a training officer, you got to be an officer. Well, if you've never prepared yourself to be an officer, you're behind. You know, you're two, three, four years behind. It's beautiful. Yeah, so absolutely. even though you don't want to do it, you should at least be prepared to take that next step. And this is no different, you know. So you, uh, you train them for when they do leave, you know, that they're not starting all over. They're comfortable and confident that they can, they can you know, do what they need to do to wherever and thrive, wherever they go. Um, so working with realtors, because that's what we both do. Right. We both, both work with realtors. Yeah, both our, our, yeah. <laughs> our industries are very much dependent on the housing market, right? Yeah. And it's dependent on realtors. And I always joke that realtors know no boundaries at all, right? Um, nine o'clock at night, hey, do you want to schedule an inspection? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, Of course I do. You know, why wouldn't I? And um, so I know I see you post that you're uh, somebody on your team's available weekends things yeah. like that so yeah. how do you balance that man because that's it's, a great that's you know, a great. especially before a team because it's you're the one answering the phone 365 you know you're you're walking yeah. through disney and it's and it's um hey you got a minute you know there's a uh a, a, now by the way you you had commented that you've seen my team and it's big my team's currently 13 folks um and it, there was a time there that was 24 wow and uh, recently, and this is all in the last three years, there was actually a time in the last three years I've, I've been down to six. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that more is not better. Right. Because there's, I mean, we're, we're Americans, right? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we want a bigger, faster everything? Mm-hmm. Well, with people, they're complex. Yeah. And they're the hardest part of the business. And the more people you have, the harder the job is. Um, at the same time, if you don't want to hire, it's all on you. And like yeah. you said, burnout. And so, yeah, there's definitely in the first couple of years, those, um, 80 hour, hundred hour weeks. Um, and it starts off with your first hire. Mm. Absolutely. Just like you and Courtney. I mean, you gotta, 
whoever your first hire was, you just got to start. Yeah. You've got to set the culture then. Um, and then it's it's the next. You know, we'll have three people on call this weekend, uh, three humans um, who are taking time out of their weekend after working a full week to be on call. Yeah. But we're in a market, especially right now, Sydney, where the these customers need help immediately on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You get it too. Yeah. I mean, we're at a world where the home inspection world is moving to during the walkthrough home inspection. Yeah. That didn't exist two years ago. No, no. I get a phone call at noon on a Saturday saying, you know, hey, we got a showing at two. Do you have somebody that can be there? Uh, <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, yeah. this is, I'm in open houses yeah. right now. I haven't been in an open house in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, now, you can look at this one of two ways, which is that working with these realtors and being in the real estate market is um, chaos. Yeah. Because the market will shift year after year after year, and you and I have to reinvent what we do and our mm-hmm. systems and whatnot. I, I'll tell you, I try to... Someone, I recently have this saying in my head, it's not what happens, it's what you tell yourself about what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, or another way of saying it, and this is my favorite, things have, don't happen to you, they happen for you. Oh, that's and great. I've really enjoyed uh, this year because it is making me revisit how yeah. we do things. And I've really had a great time at open houses. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and like you, I mean, you weren't prepared to have to show up in two hours. Right. But either you're going to do it, or you're going to get passed by. Yeah, somebody and, else is going to do And it. you're a winner. Yeah. And that's why your business is thriving, because you're going to find a way to make that happen. Man, that's, that's, I think that's one of the differences between successful and growing businesses and businesses that are just there. Or failing business. Because when all this came about, because this is a nation, this isn't a Virginia thing or a Richmond thing. This no. is an everywhere thing. Absolutely. So you get into the forums and the, the Facebook groups and whatnot, and you get a lot of guys that say, I don't have any inspections on the book, on the books, and I refuse to do these walkthroughs. Yeah. Well, you're refusing to evolve. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've told realtors, like, I hate doing these, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be um, sitting on my couch and, and watching whatever, you yeah. know, and, and not get that phone call. But, um, and I'd rather for the client to get a full home inspection. Correct. But that's making you do your job. Not the way you want to do exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you have to evolve, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Hopefully it goes back to the way it was. But yeah. if you're not willing to evolve with your industry, then you're going to get left behind. And yeah. and a lot of people just, they just refuse to do it. It just blows my mind that they're willing to not have business That's right. um, versus evolving, you know. Yeah, if you're in real estate, you've got to have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And these people, for the good news for you and I is these people who have a fixed mindset, who think that they dictate the market, won't be here tomorrow. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, they need to find <laughs> an industry that's consistent because ours is not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a lot of great stuff, a lot of great nuggets in there about about um, having a business grow your team and what that really looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So shifting gears just a little bit, and this is probably what a lot of people want to know, um, start talking about, you know, we touched on a little bit the different types of mortgages, right? You got your conventional, your FHA, your BA, yeah. and yeah. I'll be honest, like I've done, you know, buyer seminars and whatnot with realtors and lenders, and when, when they start talking about mortgages and stuff like that, I just get lost. Um, oh, yeah. I, I spend my days in the crawl space, and that's and that's for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for those that don't really understand the different types of mortgages and whatnot, do you just want to briefly touch the differences sure, of them? To. Yeah, I think what, what people don't want to tell you 
is that every mortgage company pretty much, I, I like to say Honda Accords. Mm-hmm. You can you can drive around to 15 different places that sell Honda Accords. Guess what? That's a Honda Accord. That's right. It still costs right. about the same, and yep. uh, you can waste a lot of time looking around. Um, I would tell you, gosh, I'm going to try it. I think 90, almost 95% of mortgages, maybe 90, depending upon mm-hmm. the area, are either FHA, mm-hmm. VA, conventional, or USDA. I mean, there are four of them. Yeah. Now, there's a 5% that can be weird stuff, jumbo, doctor's loans, and, mm-hmm. you know, non-QM, and I could talk a lot about that, but that really doesn't affect most families. Right. Most families are, are getting, you know, fixed rate, 30-year fixed mortgages mm-hmm. that come in a couple different varieties. Right. Uh, and they all have different personalities. Some of those mortgages were created in the 50s. Yeah. real old-fashioned. Some are... Or some are more keeping up with the times, and that's your that's conventional how, loan. Um, home inspectors, the industry started kind of back in the 50s and whatnot, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, because of FHA loans. That's right. Um, yeah. Because they needed an electrician and a plumber and, you know, all these different trades. And somebody said, you know what? Um, I think in Philadelphia um, said, you know what? I can just do all that and be an inspector, you know, and it shortens the process. So. FHA is what uh, really kicked that off. Yeah, uh, well, and that still is a that's still a funny loan in yeah. that of the four, it's the um, the most picky on property type, uh, not 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 crazy picky, but it, it's the one that's going to be most worried about uh, bad paint, right, or a, a slightly broken board here or there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it gets a bad reputation. FHA as being super picky. Mm-hmm. It's no longer super picky, but of the four, it, it is the most. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me that that's how home inspectors got started with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was the you know the 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 hatching of it. Yeah, you know where somebody said, you know what, instead of uh instead of you calling all these people as a realtor, how about you just call me and I can do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll check comes, all the boxes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. So um, going past that, um, you have the last couple years really. So you got your different loans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Does the interest rates affect the different loans, or is it pretty much the same across the board? Yeah, it's a great question. I'll give you a couple examples. So jumbo loans, I had a guy just about two weeks ago say, uh, man, I don't want to get a jumbo loan. And I said, oh, tell me more about that. And he goes, well, they have higher interest rates. And, and they did a couple of years ago, but not anymore. In fact, now they have lower. So, yes, the economy can change which of these four, five, six different types of loans have a higher rate or a lower rate. Okay. Currently, uh, your government loans, which are FHA, mm-hmm. veterans loans, or USDA, which we call rural loans, have a lower rate than conventional loans, slightly lower. Okay. Um, and jumbo is really the lowest. I'll give you an example. Today, as we talk, and what is it, middle of April, Friday? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, We've seen regular rates move up to almost 5.2, today. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, after being, again, we're August 15th. Yeah. On Christmas, you could probably see a rate under 3. Yeah. And so that is going from 2.8 to 5.3 in just over three months, which we have never seen. And I've been doing this for 20 years. So it has been, you and I were talking briefly before the we started filming today. It's been a, it's been a wild a wild three, four months, man. Yeah. So with that being said, because you still have people saying that even at 5.2, 5.3, that we're still historically low, 
right? Yeah. If you go across the sands of time, right? Yeah. Um, because back in the 50s and 60s, you were what? Double digits and whatnot? Yeah, a lot of double digits. We saw yeah. almost near 18, 20% right there in the Carter years. Yeah. Uh, late eight, uh, what was that? That was probably early 80s, late 70s. So, yeah. So, you know, over time, we're right, you know, 5, 6% is the historic average. But we're, but like you said, it's such a short, compressed time. It's that we're been seeing wild. this jump. So what it's does that mean? Wild. Because there's a lot of talk about like the Fed hikes, right? And yeah. that they're the head that the Fed is planning X amount of hikes. Seven. Yeah, seven for the seven year and whatnot. Year, yeah. So how does that affect the rates? And then does that what does that mean that it's jumping up so fast so quick? Sure. If sure. anything. Well, the good news is that interest rate affects a customer's payment less than they Okay. So when you freak out about the fact we're five two, first thing I gotta say is, all right, well, at four five your payment was seventeen hundred, mm-hmm. and at five two your payment is eight uh, eighteen fifty. And you might say, well, goodness, I thought it would have a bigger difference, and right. it doesn't. I could have still over thirty years. That's right. right. The money's really spread out. Um, so you've got the psychological mm-hmm. factor of rate, and and rates very psychological. Now on the other side, over time, rates a big deal. Right. I mean, over 30 years, the difference between three and five is tens of thousands of right, dollars. Right, right. However, most humans live in their houses five to seven years. So right. um, so rates going up is a factor, but not the end of the world. Right. Um, I will tell you, last month, more families called me to get a mortgage than I've ever had in my whole career. Oh, wow. So so again, rates, rate doesn't drive home buying. Right. Home buying is driven by college graduation. Mm-hmm. Marriage, mm-hmm. birth, jobs, divorce, yeah. job transfer, yep. death. Yep. This is when people try to act like rate makes you busy. I'm not a refinance guy. Yeah. Refinance people, they live and die by rates. Yeah. I walk people through a home buying process. Yeah, and that, and that brings up a great point. Like during the, you know, when COVID first happened, right? And then we had that boom. Of, oh, absolutely. Of and, and, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, how did we get here? You know, because everybody thought that um, the housing market was going to be in trouble. But really, COVID and the shutdowns, for a lack of better wording, um, affected those that wasn't going to buy anyways, right? You're talking about minimum wage, lower income people that are, you know, they just wasn't going to buy a house anyways. The people that could still, that were going to buy a house, those are the ones that relocated to working from home and, you know, still had their jobs and whatnot. You know, so those things were still life events, you know, those, those their lives were still going on. Yeah. And that job relocation, I think, played a huge role in it when people started working from home and their company started saying, hey, you can just do that forever. You know, it's been a huge change. Yeah. Yeah. For, especially for our town of Richmond. And, you know, more than ever, Sydney, people who are calling me to move to our town mm-hmm. are from out of town. Our town is on fire. Yeah. And um, one of the reasons home prices here have moved up so aggressively is, you know, a lot of my, I, I, I'll tell you a funny thing. I have six people right now, and I'm one guy, six, yeah. from Austin, Texas, looking oh, at the wow. So, so, I mean, I've got Boston, Chicago, Long Island, um, California, Colorado, mm-hmm. and they're all coming to our town. Mm-hmm. And it's driving up prices even more than in inflation and yeah. the supply and demand issues we see. It's a... Uh, we're we're red hot here in this town, yeah. whether people know it or not. So, when you're looking at these different, because you say like uh, the VA VA loans and FHA slightly lower than conventional, mm-hmm. why is that? If conventional is it because I don't know why? That's a great question. Yeah. Not many people would ask that. They're harder to originate. Okay. They have more rules, and they have more guidelines, and they pay better on the backside. 
Okay. And so um, they, there's almost, it's almost really candidly, there's more money in originating those loans than other loans. The other loans are a little thinner on how much they pay the companies. So they, I think that competition to a certain extent either causes them to reward the loan better um, and there's just more competition on government loans. And yeah. so we see lower interest rates. Okay. Um, do you see with the way how the, the prices are going up, right? A lot of yeah. people are fearing that um, first time home buyers, renters, things like yeah. that are being priced out of the market, uh, which is you know most likely true. Do you see um, loans going from 15 and 30 years to 30 and 40 or 45 or 35 years, you know, because back in the day, car loans were, you know, 36 months and then five years. And now you get a car loan for seven mm, years. Finance they them out keep, further keep, to keep, keep them yeah. price lower. Yeah. We did have 40 year mortgages back in the 07, 08. Uh, we had all kinds of stuff back then. <laughs> um, uh, there are, there's a 40 out there now. Um, you know, the home buyers really squeezed right now. Um, yeah. Rents. The, the figure is between 15 and 20% new rents are going up. Yeah. Not existing. You know, it's hard right. to move it up that much. But when the person vacates right now, you know, they're going to move your rent up 15 to 20% on average. Right. And same time, we've got prices going up and rates going up. Yeah. So, you know, humans need shelter. And they're really being squeezed in yeah. terms of um, what their choices are. Because yeah. there's really not a great choice. Whereas when money was on sale and it was in the twos, it really was financially better to own. Right. The problem with renting is that you don't control the payment. Right. It, it changes over time. Right. I mean, there's a lot of differences between renting and owning and still, even at 5.2 or 5.3, it's still a better financial decision to own than right. it is to rent. The problem is we just don't have enough houses and that's no. what's causing you and me to have to work these crazy hours. Yeah, that's right. The idea that someone's going to be able to buy a house and get a full home inspection in a week and make up their mind in a week on if they're going to buy it. Yeah. There's too many people right now, and people are starting to say, well, pick me, pick me. Yeah. I won't ask about the home inspection. Right. Well, really, it's not a good idea to buy a home without a home inspection. And here you not. are working on the Saturdays. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. right, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, man, it's crazy times. It's crazy times. I don't know how many homes we've done, just us, at closing. Or post-closing, you know, either way. Isn't that wild? And, and like, we've had the clients almost in tears because of what we have found. Yeah. Because they felt like they had to waive the home inspection. Yeah. You know? I say felt like maybe they had to. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Because it is, it is, I mean. They, hey, ba by the way, they did. They did. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's someone out there right now. I mean, we're seeing 20 and 30 offers on homes who's willing to waive it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think. I think this is where these brief inspections that you're doing are coming in. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, all inspections will be brief and will happen at the point right. of walkthrough. Right. I mean, right. Like our industry might be changing right, right. now Absolutely. for all we know it. Um, it's really a disruptor. Yeah, and that's and, and that's a great point um, because a lot of people think like um, you hear the people talking about, you know, well, you know, there's a bubble and it's going to burst and things mm -hmm. like that. Or, you know, in six months, it's going to be, you know, buyers, you know, well, I'll just wait six months. You know, this is yeah. this is a this is a cruise ship. You know, this isn't this isn't a speedboat. I love so, that. That's yeah. good analogy. So yeah. any any changes of this, this is going to be like this for a while. Uh, Let's talk about this, yeah. and I'm glad you brought this up. There, this is not 0708. I was there. Yeah. Okay. That was um, irresponsible financial products mm -hmm. creating demand because money was artificially cheap, mm -hmm. not because of interest rates, but because we were letting people pay minimum payments and interest only. Right. Well, shoot, I can. 
pay my two thousand and now I can get an eight hundred thousand dollar house, and that caused prices to go up. This is not that. This is true supply and demand. Yeah. It's demographics. The baby boomers are doing great. They're living in their homes. Yep. They're not passing away. They're they're happy where they are. Yeah. They're healthy yeah. and they're in their homes. And then we've got this huge demographic of millennials that have come in. They're not dumb. They've decided, wait, it's better to own than rent. Yeah, that's right. And we have these two huge groups, and we didn't have enough houses to start off with. Yeah. So it is nothing but a supply and demand issue made worse in towns like Richmond, where yeah. people are moving from because of COVID and yep. because of remote work are choosing to locate yep. here. And um, this, now look, we appreciated last year at 20%. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, and yeah. we're at 10% this year. Yeah. Appreciation's going to cool off. It's going to get back down to that national average of 5%. But yeah. like you said, waiting to buy, it, it, it's still going to go up by 5%. Yeah. It's not like waiting is going to have yeah. this crash. And people who want to talk about waiting waiting for the crash. Now, maybe you want to wait till we're not appreciating at 10%. Right. But honestly, these homes a year from now are going to be $50,000 more expensive than they are today. And and you're still, you know, I read an article um, not too long ago is that the, another factor of that is that people have a lot more equity too. So there's a lot more money um, as a uh, as an individual or as a family than what was back in 07, 08, 09. Yes, so, and that's so. true because the government printed so much money to help us not go into a recession during COVID. Mm-hmm. Government likes to either underdo it or overdo that's it, right. if you will. And they probably overcooked it. Well, luckily we made it through COVID well, but there's a lot of money in the system and in people's homes, like you're saying, there's a lot of money. Yeah. Which means if I'm going to sell and buy, I've got more money to move out of this house into the next yeah. house, and I can outspend you. Yeah. And we've got just prices being driven up. Yeah. The hardest thing, I think, for people to navigate is that good news or rational news these days doesn't sell, right? So yeah, you turn on, good. Yeah, you turn on the news, you, you, know, you get on the interwebs, and, and everything is just you know, the worst-case scenario. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what people are hearing. That's what they're seeing, um, versus reality, you know, which is like, Hey, you know, like you said, it's not a bubble. It's not going to burst. This isn't, it's apples and oranges. And there's a lot more. Yes. COVID was devastating for a lot of people, but there's also a lot of people that's got, like I said, more money than what we had before COVID, you know? Um, so a lot, uh, everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people were in a better, uh, position or situation than they were back in 08, 09 that happened, you know? So, um, so yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, yeah, you can't wait, you know, unless, unless you're, unless yeah. you're waiting for and that. And there's good news. Let me tell you the good news. The good news is that the economists are saying it's going to get better every month. Yeah. Which means that we're telling our home buyers, Hey, hang in there. It is going to take more swings at the bat, mm-hmm. swings at the plate. Uh, but you we're it's going to be easier to hit a ball in July than it is was in February. Mm-hmm. And it'll be easier to hit a ball next month than it is this, this yeah. month. And let's, let's be good players. Let's yeah. swing strategically. Yeah. Let's call a 360 home inspection and get them set up to come in on the yeah. weekends. Uh, you can either bitch about it or you can rise to the level yeah. of the equation. And there are plenty of people with, winning homes. Absolutely. Uh, every Absolutely. day. Yep. I probably had two win yesterday and we'll have some win this weekend. I will tell you that you, first of all, real estate's local mm-hmm. and whatever's going on in Anchorage, Alaska is not what's going on in Richmond, Virginia. 
Right. So stay off the internet. That's right. Find your local <laughs> experts and talk to them about what's going on. Yep. Yep. Um, because the great realtors can talk about what's going on here and appreciation yeah. and what, I mean, how much is this specific house going to be worth next year? We'll, we'll talk to a good Richmond realtor. Yeah. You know, what about the condition of this home? Should I waive the inspection? We'll talk to a great home yeah. inspector, you know? Um, so I just think even in the internet age, it's more important than ever to talk to local experts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we're here. You know? Yeah, that's why so, we're doing it. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming oh, in. Great. Um, so with that being said, you kind of touched on a little bit, but I mean, what's your outlook? Like I said, we talked about the Fed, uh, Fed hikes, uh, Fed yeah. hikes um, those planned out for the rest of the year um, yeah. and whatnot. Um, so from your side of things, interest rates, those hikes, what's your advice and your outlook for the year for anybody, uh, whether it's a realtor or a buyer? Um, yeah. Okay. You know, moving forward. Well, right as of today, I'm telling my customers not be too emotional about interest rates, yeah. that they're fluid in change. And we do think that we may recess somewhat as an economy next year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when, when economies go into a slight recession, guess what they do to the rates? They lower them. Right. And homes are such, they're savings accounts that you can refiddle with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's maybe that we are back in a 4% rate environment next year. So I'm telling my people that home ownership's a good idea. You got to live somewhere. God, and there's a lot it. of reasons it makes sense yeah. to own a home and don't be too emotional about interest rate. And it, guess what? It, when it was two, it went to five. And when it's, it was 10, it went down to four. I mean, right. it's going to move, find a home you like, yeah. talk with a great home inspector and a realtor, make an, a good decision. I will tell you, in my opinion, stay off the internet. I can get you a pre-approval letter in five minutes, but what, but that's not what you need as a home buyer. You need counsel. You need someone to show you different options. You need to understand your numbers because this market's going to make you make decisions. We see this on the weekend in a matter of hours. And my clients are winning because they're so educated and so informed. They're able to make decisions quicker than the competition. Yeah, it's it's, it's moving so fast. I mean, the amount of people that you you go in 15 minutes showings, put an offer on the house if you get in, right? Sometimes it's sight unseen. Um, sometimes you get a home inspection and some of those people, same people are walking around the home inspection like, yeah, I don't know if this is the one now, you know, because yeah. they, they've had time to process. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, yeah. Put a good team together, but these rates will level out. Yep. This appreciation is going to chill out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, surround yourself with a great team. It, home buying is emotional. You and I are to help people not be emotional and to be tactical, logical, put a great team around you and um, go buy a house. Yeah. I've often said this is the most emotional industry I've ever been a part of um, because it's a hundred percent emotion driven. Yeah. Well, and I was in counseling, but this mixes money with emotion and that money's very emotional too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, with that being said, man, I, I appreciate it. Do you have anything else? You want to no, share? I think what you're doing is great. Thank you for spreading the word. Um, th- there's a lot of good news out there. There is. Uh, thank you for being a top person in your industry and pushing your industry to the next level. And I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it, man. How do people find you if they want to? They want to talk to you about? Um, yeah, what that's a great do. question. I've been using my cell phone for 20 years. Uh, we text uh, 3080430664636463. Um, 3066463. My website's just my name. Okay. Greg Cowart with a T on the end. Cowart.com. And uh, be happy to answer any questions someone someone has about the money part of buying a home. Awesome. I appreciate it, buddy. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, see you soon.